Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode 147 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on Talk Shoe. I'm Taylor Phillips with the Lewis Tenor. CMU just sealed their sixth win of the season, and now they take a knee as time runs out here with 10 seconds winding down. Both teams congratulate each other on a job well done, job better done by my Chippewas. Yeah, I dropped the Dan Miller, the the radio voice of the Detroit Lions. Man, that was a pressure pressure point right there. Ohio, the Bobcats were knocking on the door. The Chippewas got a key stack, and then they brought the pressure on fourth down in 13 from from around the CMU 15-yard line. They forced uh, Maxwell to throw into the end zone, and it was overthrown and then picked off. To seal it, CMU improves to six and five, and three and four in the Mid American Conference. The Bobcats drop to seven and four and five and two in the MAC. Cooper Rush, twenty-five for thirty-two, much better performance. Two hundred sixty-eight passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions this time. Thank goodness. Only one interception thrown in his last two games, his last two starts as well. Jerry Hayes, 24 carries for 47 yards and one touchdown. Corey Willis, eight receptions, 109 yards. Quentin Maxwell, 16 of 36, 208 yards, a touchdown, and the game-sealing interception. Dorian Brown, 12 carries for 91 and a score. And Sebastian Smith, four catches for 92. Still, I don't know how how Jare Hayes, for example, would would get 24 carries for just 47 yards and, and get a touch and get a rushing touchdown out of it. He would he would score the game 
the game's first touchdown, not until the second quarter at the 5.57 mark. Try to keep the noise down. Uh, Brian Eby opened the scoring, all the scoring, that is, technically, with a 40-yard field goal with 5.30 left in the first quarter. And then the Jarre Hayes touchdown with 5.57 until halftime. Cooper Rush, a touchdown pass to Tyler Conklin for a 13-yard score with a minute 25 left to go. Servos, a 34-yard field goal, puts the Ohio Bobcats on the board down 17-3 with two seconds left till halftime. The Bobcats would, would get their first touchdown of the night. Quentin Maxwell to White. That is Poppy White. for a uh, 16-yard touchdown pass. Louis Servo is their place kicker for Ohio. Brian Eady would nail another field goal from 33 yards out with 3.45 to go. 20-10, to 10, CMU. And then Servo's a 34-yard field goal, 20-13 to 13 with 2.21 left. Heading into the fourth quarter, the Bobcats would tie it with a Dorian Brown one-yard touchdown run to complete a two-play 54-yard 40-second drive capped off by a 53-yard pass leading them to the one. That came in with 14.20 left in the re- in regulation. But the Chippewas would strike back and take the lead for good. Cooper rushed to Tyler Conklin again, his second touchdown reception of the night from eight yards out with 5.51 left, making it 27-20 Central Michigan. You see, my Chippewas had to play in desperation mode and they came away with a victory. They were in desperation mode. They came away they they came away with that win because because uh they their uh hopes of uh reaching a bowl game were almost were at least almost in jeopardy. But with that win, CMU is pretty much in the driver's seat instead. Let's uh take a look at some uh, team statistics here.
CMU uh, with one turnover. That was a that was a fumble. That was that key fumble that led to Ohio's ensuing drive in the end, which came up empty as CMU held on. The Ohio Bobcats offense uh, lost the ball four times, three on lost fumbles and one interception by by Quinton Maxwell, the game-sealing interception. Total yards, Ohio, 357, CMU, 286. Let's take a look at the rushing yards first this time. Ohio dominated CMU, 149 to 18. 18 rushing yards on 31 rushing attempts for Central Michigan. Their running game is getting even, even slightly worse. But more importantly, it cannot, it is unable to improve or somehow just not not even trying harder to improve. And that, that, that's, that, that is just beyond disgraceful, even in a win. 0.6 yards per rush. That is god-awful. 0.6 yards per rush. There's there's some truth to that. That's the truth about CMU's rushing game. They're horrible at the running game. Last week at Miami, Ohio, they only got 60 rushing yards, all from Jare Hayes. This time they only got 18 from Hayes and nobody else. Looking at going back to the box score. Rushing. Jare Hayes. 47. Cooper Rush, minus 27 on two carries. An average of of negative 13.5 rushing yards per carry. Jay Robertson. Jay Roberson with negative two. The entire team, negative four. On two carries. The entire team in totality. 
18 yards on 31 carries. Holy fucking shit. Oh, God. I am still absolutely reviled by CMU's running game, CMU's running game, and their offensive line when it comes to the rushing. I mean, look at the box score, will you? Time of possession, 32-30 CMU, 27-30 for Ohio. Passing yards, CMU outdid Ohio 268-208. The Chippewas are much better off with a passing game than with the running game. And the the statistics show it. And the plays that you see, all the plays that you see on television prove it as well. Although not, not all CMU games are televised nationally on mainstream media. That's why you got to watch ESPN app and at ESPN3. And maybe uh, an alternative uh, ESPN channel on your uh, local cable or satellite provider. CMU is dominating in passing. And they are standing like a statue in rushing. They're standing like a statue and getting easily pushed back sometimes in the backfield. I, it's just beyond abysmal. I, I can't even think of any other words to describe how beyond awful CMU's rushing game has been this season. It's like, oh, my God, a mess of cow and horse manure combined together in one big pile of shit. And if Roger Castillo is listening right now, he damn well knows I'm bashing CMU's rushing game. And everybody, and everybody, especially the the ones in Mount Pleasant, 
all the Chippewa fans everywhere, the alum, the students, and everybody associated with CMU is watching was watching that game tonight on ESPN two. They all should know it. And they already, and at least some already do. Delray Hayes may not um, get very many yards, get very many yards per carry, but he is leading. He is still leading all individual rushers for CMU. He is dominating despite not getting much yardage per carry. Look at at the statistic and see, see for yourself. Watch it on television and see for yourself. It's just almost indescribable. It's worse than mediocre for the rest of the CMU running crew. But for Jare Hayes, I guess he's okay. Or maybe a little less than that. Since he gets so many carries for not much yardage. Even though he's leading all CMU rushers on offense. Sometimes I can't understand why the rushing game itself is so bad. Is that bad? In other words, sometimes I can't even think or wonder why their offensive line is atrocious. CMU was fighting desperately, and they had to grind it out, and they got lucky in the end, except they played really good defense in the end. And considering it was a close game, they, they grinded it out, and proving themselves lucky enough to get their sixth win of 2016. That's all I have to say for CMU on offense. Mike Chippewas still need to find some way to to improve their offensive line, they need to bulk it up, or maybe they need better coaching 
for that. And for the rushing game itself, they need to make better decisions. And they just need to find some way to improve to get a lot more rushing yards, a lot more rushing yards per carry than 24 for 47, for example, for Jare Hayes. And 31 carries for just 18 yards. In, the, in an entire game for an entire team. <sighs> that running game is a laughing stock, not only alone, but with the offensive line as well. I'm not so sure if they even deserve to have a bowl game in 2016. To say the least, I'm doubting that they do deserve a bowl game, to play in a bowl game. Because um, they, know, uh, they, they know their rushing game and their offensive line are going to get steamrolled in Ypsilanti next week at the Eastern Michigan Eagles. That is next Tuesday at 7 on ESPNU. Eastern Michigan is 6-4 and four at home against my Chippewas. 6-5. The Eagles are three and three in the MAC. The Eagles play at home against the Northern Illinois Huskies at eight o'clock tomorrow night on ESPNU. So we'll keep an eye on those. Eastern is coming off a win at Ball State, 48-41, as far as I can recall. They had to squeeze one out with a touchdown and a two-point conversion with under a minute left in Muncie, Indiana. Just a thrilling finish. As I watched on the ESPN Networks, uh, or on, on CBS Sports Network, rather. Eastern at Ball State was on CBS Sports Network last week.
So uh, that that's uh, upcoming. That's all that's up, left upcoming for CMU. Their last CMU, their last game of the of the regular season in 2016, week 13 coming up next week, and that is the week that Michigan plays Ohio State in Columbus. The game. And if everybody is listening right now, if you want to talk Chippewas, we'll talk Spartans and Red Wings moment uh, up next, and then we'll talk about some headlines from the Michigan sports world. I hear Wisconsin, number nine in college basketball, got upset by number 22, Creighton, the Blue Jays. Creighton, the Blue Jays, 79-67. The Blue Jays outscored the Badgers 46-37 to in the second half. And I just got word that Red Wings forward, Darren Helm, is out for a while with an upper body injury. Quote, unquote, out, out a while. Before the 4-3 loss in regulation to Tampa Bay, the Lightning, the Red Wings... Right before noon, optioned left-winger Tyler Bertuzzi back to the Grand Rapids Griffins in the AHL and kept Anthony Mantha in the NHL with them, with the Wings. At least Ken Holland finally had a conscience after all, and so did Jeff Blaschel. Thankfully. And in result, despite the 4-3 loss, Mantha would get an assist on Henrik Zetterberg's game-time goal. At 9:38, that was on the power play. On a four on, on a four on three power play, Ryan Sproul would get his third assist. Sproul before that would get his first NHL goal, assisted by Mike Green and Gustav Nyquist on the power play at 7:12. Nikita Kucherov and Steven and Steven Stamkos would um, both open the scoring for the Lightning at at three thirty and six oh nine, and then Franz Nielsen whips a backhander past Ben Bishop 
1841 to put the wings on the board from Luke Glendening. Putting the wings on the board, trailing 2-1 to one after 20 minutes of play. scored that third goal for Tampa Bay. Nikita Nesterov would begin the third period at a minute 29 by uh, netting one on the power play from Vladislav Nemesnikov and former former Red Wing Valtteri Filbola Extending the Lightning lead back to three to one before Sproul and Zetterberg would tie it. Nikita Kucherov would win it from Braden Coburn and Tyler Johnson at 18:50. On that goal, but on that second goal by uh, for uh, Nikita Kucherov. There was a shot from the blue line that that Darren Hel- that Drew Miller blocked, but um, Kucherov had a bounce, saw it bounce off of Miller and took advantage with him. When while Darren Helm just stood there near Kucherov and Miller, next to them both, and didn't do squat. I'm not sure if he was I'm not sure if he was not paying enough attention to the puck or if the puck moved so fast that that even Helm couldn't couldn't quite keep up with it to say the least but um even Peter Mara, even Peter Morazic was was being full, but the Red Wings um, for some reason failed to get it out of their zone and uh, that's their own problem. That, that the wings pull the self-destruct trigger in regulation. They lose four to three at the Joe. And they don't even get a point. They stay at 17 points, eight, seven, and one. And the Lightning improved to 21 points, 10, 6, and 1. Ten, six, and one. 6, and 1. So Ryan Spohl gets a goal and assist. Tyler Johnson, just one assist. Nikita Kucherov with two goals. 
and one assist. Two goals and an assist for Nikita Kucherov. He should get the first start of the game. But considering Anthony Matha on the positive side got an assist on Zetterberg's goal, Ken Holland made the right move to option Tyler Bertuzzi to the Griffins and keep Anthony Matha in the NHL with the wings. Because it was only a matter of time until Matha would get at least a point individually. He didn't get a point in Montreal, but he but he kept working hard. He never gave up. He's a gutsy player. He's ready for this. And tonight, he proved it again and got an assist. Taking a look at his ice time, Mantha, 13.27. 13 minutes and 27 seconds total ice time. 235 shorthanded, but but n- no ice time whatsoever on the power play. Which I don't understand. The, I mean, the Wings did score two power play goals tonight without him, but they still could have used him. And who knows, the the Red Wings might have had three total power play goals tonight, maybe four. They would have, they even would have won in regulation instead of losing in regulation, which was the case tonight. Give Anthony Manta a chance on the power play again. Remember when he scored at least two power play goals late last season? with less than 10 games to go in the the regular season before he was sent down by mistake or uncaringly by Ken Holland, who finally, as I mentioned before, has a a conscience uh, for Anthony Mantha. People wanted Ken Holland fired before this. Ken Holland is finally keeping Anthony Mantha up. He finally called up Mantha when Athenis, when Andreas Athanasiu sprained his uh his left knee, and was out for one to two weeks.
And if you want uh, advanced statistics, Prashant Iyer's got them on Twitter at Iyer underscore Prashant. The Red Wings head to uh, Verizon Center Friday at 7 against Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Got some news here, uh, Red Wings-wise. Brendan Shanahan, a former left winger for the Detroit Red Wings, will play for the Red Wings in the Centennial Classic alumni game. He will uh, team up with Chris Chelios against former Maple Leafs captain Matt Sundin. And yes, it'll be the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs in an alumni game presented by Centennial. No uh, particular uh, date for that, but but uh, I'm glad my real man all, of all time, Brendan Shanahan, is playing for the Red Wings in an alumni game. It may not be his first as far as I can keep track. Then again, it may. He might not have played in the uh, Stadium Series alumni game last season in Denver at Coors Field. But that's all the Red Wings news. Michigan, before I get to the other headlines here, uh, Michigan, number 13 Michigan State basketball got clobbered. 69-48 to in Madison Square Garden by number two Kentucky. 69-48, the Wildcats trump the Spartans. Kenny Goins with just nine points. Four shooting from MSU from the four and and especially from three-point range. 32.8% from the floor. Only 19.2% from three. 21 turnovers for for the Spartans. They still out-rebounded Kentucky 44-40. to And 
And MSU shot only 33.3% from the free throw line, three for nine from the stripe. That's another terrible stat. 33.3% from the free throw line. That is beyond disgraceful. Get off the floor, please. Kentucky shot 80% from the free throw line, 16 to 20. That is nowhere, that margin in the in free throw percentage is nowhere close. 80% to 33.3 rep at 10%. In favor of the Kentucky Wildcats, it was a no-brainer. The Spartans fall to 0-2. The Kentucky Wildcats improve to 3-0 because they're, they're so damn good. They're, they're so great. They're, they're an excellent team. MSU is nowhere near good. Against top 10 teams, for example, especially against top 10 teams, I'm not even so sure how how uh, good they'll do down the road against easier teams at the Breslin Center. That was the State Farm Champions Classic. The Spartans... Um, did not steal the ball even once. Kentucky stole it eight times. Oh, my God. Terrible statistics. Terrible team statistics by Michigan State. Now for individual statistics, the box score. Any go- there is no Spartan in hell on this roster that reached double figures. Kenny Goins and Cassius Winston from the bench co-led in scoring with just nine points. Just Yeah, just nine points leading in scoring. There's another terrible, there's another terrible stat. Man, Kenny Goins with eight rebounds, six of them defensively. Miles Bridges with six points and 12 rebounds. That's still nowhere near, that's still nowhere near a double-double. Not terrible, but, but except in points being scored. And then we get to even disastrous scoring by the by the rest of the starters. Matthew McQuaid, three points. Blue Rawls, Tum Tum Nairn Jr. and Aaron Harris, two points each. Yeah, two points each for two starters. Three for another starter, six for another, and nine for their leading score in the starting lineup. Oh, my God. 
just take the Spartans off the top, top 25, please, now. They don't deserve to be in the top 25 in any poll, period. Nick Ward with eight. I, I can't even read the rest of the box score for Michigan State. Let's move on to, to the Kentucky box score, shall we? Malik Monk, 23 points. Isaiah Briscoe, 21. De'Aaron Fox with 12. Edris Adebayo with, with just six. And Derek Willis with zero as a starter. Nothing to look at the, in the bench. Kentucky didn't even need the bench. Only seven points from the bench. It doesn't matter. Kentucky came up with 65, and Michigan State came up with just 48 fucking points. That really pisses me off. The Red Wings and the Spartans and the Chippewas rushing game, even though they won, all pissed me the fuck off. Let's see what the Spartans' first non-marquee game is Friday at home at Breslin Center. That that's their first game in that arena against Mississippi Valley State. Those guys are 0-2. Are the Delta Devils? And look at this: the Delta Devils have outscored the Spartans in points per game, 60, 64.5 to 63.0. Points against per game, Mississippi 100.5, Michigan State just 65.0. Hey, maybe Michigan State's got a chance. Spartans shoot a, a field goal per, an average field goal percentage per game of 43.1 in their first two games. Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, an average field goal percentage range of 38 per game of 38.9 percent per game. Ay, 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 ay. What a shitty night. Even though my Chippewas win. They got off to a great start, but they had to cling to their to their lead for the win. I do have an I do have an update on Reggie Jackson. He participated uh, in five on five non contact drills in practice, likely still a couple of weeks away from his return 
to the Pistons starting lineup. And a couple uh, Lions headlines here. First off, this one i like to touch on. Lions head coach Jim Caldwell says the first-place Lions aren't going to ramp up intensity. I don't know what that means. Jim Caldwell wants the team to just be calm. He doesn't want the Lions to to be an in, be an intensity team. That's uh, just typical Jim Comatose Caldwell, Caldwell, if you will. Also, Lions wide receiver Anquan Bolden and defensive back Clover Quinn in the secondary defense are among five NFL players to meet with Congress about race issues and police brutality. A Tigers headline, the San Francisco Giants have discussed a trade involving Tigers right fielder J.D. Martinez, according to Fox Sports' Ken Rosenthal, And back to the NBA, the NBA League itself and the Players Association are expected to finalize a new CBA in early December. So, we got that out of the way. Steven Stamkos uh, sustained a lower body injury. He did not return to the 4-3 Tampa win over the wings. And A couple of Michigan headlines here. Michigan football: the Wolverines and the Clems- the, Clems- the Wolverines and the Clemson Tigers are still ranked in the top four of the college football playoff rankings, despite falling in Week 11. And there it is, right here. Michigan in the college football playoff rankings is ranked third, right behind number two, Ohio State. So as of now, the Wolverines are going to play the Buckeyes in one of the college football playoff semifinal games. Clemson is number four, and as of right now, if the college football if the college football playoff started today, semifinals started today, Clemson would play top-ranked undefeated Alabama, the Crimson Tide, the defending national champions. Louisville is uh, up to number five. Michigan is is ranked four in the AP, three in the college football playoff ranking. That is unbelievable. The Wolverines got really, really lucky. 
despite losing to Iowa last Saturday night, three nights ago. One one more short thing. The Wolverines have landed 2017 four-star safety Jalen Kelly-Powell, Kelly-Powell with a hyphen in between, over Alabama, Ohio State, and 39 other schools. So I can't wait to see what he brings to the table in the future. Uh, Starting next year, he'll be a freshman. So that is it for Michigan Sports Headlines. And I'm going to pass it over, finally, to Louis Tenor before he runs out of time. I'm okay. I got a little bit of time. All right. So I'll start with the NBA here from top to the bottom. Right now, it's uh, 10 minutes left in the third quarter, and the Bulls are having an easy time with the Trailblazers as they're now up 62-40. to 40. Uh, Right now, Jimmy Butler has 19 points, six rebounds, four assists. C.J. McCollum, 12 points, three rebounds, and one assist. Uh, most of the guys are finals. I'll start with this one. Cavaliers over Raptors, 121-117. Kyle Lowry had 28 points, 9 assists, and 5 rebounds. Uh, some guy named LeBron had 28 points, 14 assists, and 9 rebounds. A double-double. Hawks just escaped the Heat, 93-90. Mike Mustaka, 14 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Has seen, uh, seen Whiteside. 19 points, 25 rebounds, and two assists. Now, that's a double-double. Uh, Hornets over the Wolves, 115-108. to 108. Kemba Walker, 30 points, six assists, and five rebounds. Andrew Wiggins had 29 points, three assists, and two rebounds. Um, again, progress here. The Nets uh, leading the Lakers, 47-46. 3.08 to go in the second. Uh, Lopez has 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. D'Angelo Russell has 17 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. Shall we take the standings? I think so. And it goes like this. Cleveland is now 9-1. Hawks are 8-2. and uh, Raptors and Hornets are both 7-3. Um, that's two games back. Atlanta's one game back at Cleveland. Sorry. Bulls are three games back at six and four. Bucks are five and four at three and a half back. Detroit is six and five at three and a half back, and Celtics are five and five at four back. Bring up the rear. The Pacers are five and six at four and a half back. The Knicks are four and six at five back. The Nets are four and six at five back. Orlando is four and seven, five and a half back. Washington is Two and seven, six and a half back. Miami is two and eight, seven back, and Sixers at the bottom again, one and nine, eight back. Oh boy, I'll never, I'll never get out of this, this season. To the West, the Clippers are ten and one. Warriors are eight and two, a game and a half back. Spurs are eight and three, a two back. Portland is three back at seven and four. At six and four, is the Rockets at. Six and four, three and a half back. 
Jazz are seven and five, three and a half back, and the Thunder and Lakers are both six and five at four back. Down on the outside looking in, Grizzlies are five and five at four and a half back. Kings are four and seven at six back. Nuggets and Wolves are six and a half back at three and seven. Suns are three and eight at seven back. Mavericks are two and seven seven back, and the Pelicans are two and nine eight back. And Dirk Nowitzki is expected to return from his Achilles uh, injury this week. So thank goodness for that. All right, now over we go to the NHL. All right, here we go. Uh, a lot of games are still in progress, so bear with me. I'll start off with. Uh, in the third period, uh, the Blues winning the Sabres, uh, 2.09 to go in the third. I'll check the game cast here, uh, in the box score. All right, okay. Sergey, uh, Sam Reinhardt uh, scores for the Blues. Uh, Robbie... Fabi, um, Fabry. Uh, period summary here. The Blues also have Blues also have Jason, Jaden Swartz, Kyle Bosdak, and Scotty Upshaw. Okay, over we go now to. Oh, there was one more. It was four to one Sabers. That game just ended. For sure, uh, Schwartz also scored another goal. All right. That one just snuck up on me. Yep, big dope. I hate when that happens. Uh, Flames are leading the Wild. Uh, wait, no, it's... Um, you know, I'm going to update this because I think my um, page is a little bit behind, so just bear with me here. And, okay. Avalanche are leading the Kings out 3-1. to one. Uh, with 7.59 to go in the third period. Uh, last shot and goal was by Dustin Brown, saved by Sermon Varnall. Uh, okay, and the scoring summary so far is like this. Um, Patrick Weishaw. Renee Bork and Blake Kanu score for the Avs. And LA has Dustin Brown. No relation to Buster. Oh. All right. Okay, Rangers are leading the Canucks now 2 nothing. 5 of 5.53 to go in the second. Uh, Brandon Puree had his last on goal and was saved by Jacob Markstrom. Box score goes like this so far. It should be fairly light. <laughs> and JT Miller and Kevin Hayes. And that looks to be three... Um, now three nothing I think because uh, Brandon Pure just scored so I think it's now three nothing. 
Yes, it is. Just got there. Looking good. Looking good. All right. Uh, Senators over the Flyers, three to two. Uh, Carlson's uh, shootout goal lifted the Senators past the Flyers. Uh, the Sharks over the hurricane, uh, Hurricanes of the Sharks won nothing. Nordstrom's, uh, Nordstrom's goal helps uh, win that one nothing shutout. Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets over the Capitals, 2-1. to one. Atkinson with the game winner in overtime. Uh, Maple Leafs had an easy time over the Predators, 6-2. Got a hat-trick from Van Resmick, uh, three goals. Oh, boy. Uh, Panthers over the Canadians, 4-3. Ekbot snaps a stick on goal, and Panthers top Canadians with a 4-3 overtime win. Lightning over the Red Wings 4-3. Kirchhoff's lead goal uh, takes care of that. Uh, Blues over the Sabres 4-1. Schwartz and Horsnick score twice. Wild uh, Flames over the Wild 1-0. Um, one thing shut out. Jets shut out the Blackhawks for zip. Hellebuck has 27, uh, 27 saves. Wow. And Devils beat the Stars 2 to 1 OT as Henry as Henrique scores the game winner in OT. All right, and I'll update and I'll put those scores on my Facebook page um, momentarily. Uh, check the standings here, and they go like this. In the Eastern Conference at Lang Division, the Montreal Habs, 13-2-2, 28 points. Senators, 10-5-1, 21 points. The Lightning, 10-6-1, 21 points. Uh, Boston, 10-6-0, 20 points. Florida, 8, 7, 1, 17 points. Toronto, 7, 6, and 3, 17 points. Red Wings, 8, 8, 1, 17 points. And the Sabres, 5, 7, and 4, 14 points. To the Metropolitan Division, that's my territory. Rangers, 12, 4, and 0, um, pen, and 24 points. Not counting this game that's in progress. Uh, Pens, 10, 3, and 2, 22 points. New Jersey, uh, New Jersey, I believe now it's 10-3-3 because I don't think they've updated this yet, and it should be 23 points. That might be, uh, I don't think it's completely updated yet. Capitals, 9-4-2 at 20 points. Columbus is 8-4-2 at 18 points. Flyers, 7-7-3 at 17 points. Carolina, 5-6-4, 14 points. And the Islanders in the basement, 5-8-3, 13 points. Good. They can stay there. Uh, Western Conference in the Central Division. Uh, Blackhawks, 11, 4, and 2, 24 points, despite tonight's loss. Jets are 9, 7, and 2, at 20 points. The Blues, 8, 6, and 3, 19 points. Minnesota, 8, 6, and 1, 17 points. Dallas is 6, 6, and 5, at 17 points. 
Nashville is 5-6-3 at 15 points, and the Avalanche are 6-8-0 at 12 points. In the Pacific Division, last but not least, Oilers, 9-6-1, 19 points. Sharks, 9-7-0, 18 points. The Ducks, 7-6-3 at 17 points. The Kings are 7-8-1 at 15 points. The Canucks are 6-9-1 at 13 points. Flames are 6-10-1 at 13 points. And the Coyotes are 5-9-0 at 10 points. All right, uh, college basketball time, as you might have guessed. Um, we'll do the top 25 and then a few other scores here. It's a final for Creighton over Wisconsin, 79-61. Um, Kansas is starting to pull away from Duke, uh, 62-50 to at 7.48 to go. That's right, Kansas is pulling away from Duke. Um, Luke Kennard has 16 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. And Josh Jackson has 15 points, two rebounds, and one assist. CSU um, Arizona leading CSU Bakersfield 53 to 45. Jalen Arlington 17 points, one rebound, one assist. Lori Markinahan 14 points, five rebounds, and one assist. Um, in the game earlier, Michigan State. I'm uh, sorry, Kentucky over Michigan State. 69-48. Malik Monk, who wants to be a Monk after the after his college career is over. Oh boy. 23 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. And Kenny Goins, 9 rebounds, 8 re- 9 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 block. Baylor upsets number 4 Oregon today, 66-49. Jordan, you can ring my bell, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. And Manu Luckamate, 18 points, Seven assists and four rebounds. North Carolina over Long Beach State, 93-67. Gabe Levin, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Joel Berry II, 23 points, 6 rebounds, and four assists. Virginia beats up on St. Francis of Brooklyn, 72-32. Gunnar Olibson, a mediocre seven points, four rebounds, one assist. And Maury Shaynock, 8 points, 2 rebounds, and 2 assists. Not much of a game. And Syracuse uh, wipes out Holy Mackerel, I mean Holy Cross, 90-46. to Anthony Thompson, 12 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. John Gillen, 15 points, 9 assists, and 1 rebound. And that's what makes you say Holy Mackerel anyway. Um, all right. Um, there are other um, scores I like to check out here from our home, from our respective um, areas. As I soon I scroll down this. Uh, there we go. We're making progress. Um, Illinois over McKenzie. One. 112.65, that's pretty bad. Uh, Air Force over Johnson and Wales, 105-62. As we're, these are the tournament games of the in, of the in conference of the conference tournament season. So a lot of scores are not a lot of uh, games are kind of like mismatches. Uh, Fairfield over Dartmouth, 79-62. 
Army over Mount St. Mary, 91-53. Oh, boy. Uh, LaSalle over Delaware, 74-68. Hofstra over Sacred Heart, 90-86. North Texas over Texas Tech, 70-43. That's my sister-in-law. George Washington escapes Siena, 77-75. Fairfield over Dartmouth, Dartmouth, 79-62. I thought I saw something from my home state in New Jersey, but, oh, yes, here it is. South Carolina escapes Monmouth, 70-69. Overtime, thanks a lot. Uh, Maryland just escapes Georgetown, 76-75. And Dayton over Alabama, 77-72. They may, they may do well in football, but, oh, are they bad in basketball. And I'll check with that. All right, so now on the headlines of the day. Excuse my, okay, there we go. Um, in the CFB playoff polls, it goes like this. Family is number one. Ohio State is two. Michigan, three. Clemson, four. And on the outside looking in, Louisville is number five. Uh, that was, The poll was released at 9 o'clock this evening. Do I agree with it? Not really. Okay. Uh, Seahawks uh, released running back Christy Michael. Um, he entered his fibula in week two of the season and has him in the same since and is done. Uh, we have our managers of the year in the American National League. Uh, first is Indians manager Terry Francona wins the American League Manager of the Year, receiving 22 first place votes out of 30. Very, oh, mighty, mighty impressive. Uh, in the National League, Dave Roberts was named the National League Manager of the Year. Not Joe Madden, huh? Nope. Yeah, I know. That, I think he got robbed. The Cubs broke the curse. Yeah, but but Joe Madden has made uh, edgy decisions in the World Series and in the postseason as well. Right in the regular season, but but despite that, the Cubs came out on top. But but uh, for Joe Madden's part individually, his uh, decisions cost him that award. Yeah. Well, in the words of Forrest Gump, "Stupid is as stupid does." Oh boy. Yeah. Okay, yes. Uh, Drew Holiday uh, is expected to return to the Pelicans on Friday. As some of you know, Holiday took a leave of absence to attend to his wife to have her brain tumor removed about two weeks ago. I'm glad she's doing well. And she is a world is a U.S. World Cup soccer champion. Her name is Lauren. Uh, Houston Astros uh, don't have a problem in any war with finding a new bench coach. It is Alex Cora replacing Terry Hillman. So that's one less uh, problem they have now. Oh. Um, Vikings, you've heard the expression, what difference a day makes? Well, here's one for what difference a week makes. A week ago, Vikings kicker um, Blair Walsh, or as I call it, the Blair Witch Project, part three, um, was still... On the, was still on the kicking team for the Vikings, despite his uh, despite his mishaps. Well, after missing a PAT in last week's game, 
He's a goner. And they have already seen to find a, re- to find a replacement by the name of um, Forbath. And Jeff, Jeff Goff is going to start for the Rams on Sunday, giving his first start of the season. And um, yeah. I know people don't really pay attention to power rankings here, but I thought I'd give this in because this is great for me. As there's a new number one of the power rankings for the NFL, and it's my Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yes. I love it. Uh, last night, Georgia over San Diego, 69-48. Utah State over NGIT, 93-84. And BYU over Princeton, 82-73. I thought since I'm from New Jersey, I thought I'd bring that up for my home crowd. Um, all right. Um, as I mentioned last night, the annual tip-off marathon was on, it's been on ESPN2 for the last uh, almost 24 hours or so. And this is just wrapping up now as Kansas is leading Duke by 10, 65-55. The Athletics trade Danny Ventola for minor leaguer Paul Blackburn. Last season, though, uh, Valencia, uh, his numbers weren't too shabby. I mean, listen to this. Bad 287, had 51 RBIs, and 17 home runs. That's not too shabby at all. Former head coach of the Giants, Tom Coughlin, says he's not ruling out a return to coaching in the NFL, despite his age at 140 years old, 70, 70 in real life years. Um, if, if, the, if the rare opportunity came along, he currently serves as a senior advisor to the NFL and was part of the Giants' ring of honor at last night's halftime ceremony. Remember, Coughlin did bring the Giants to Super Bowl titles in his reign. And that is something to be commended for. Uh, Mavericks star Dirk Nowitzki is set to return, like I said, following Achilles' Achilles injury. Uh, Nets, uh, Clippers over the Nets, 125-97 last night. And the NHL and the International Olympic Federation to discuss plans for 2018 Olympics, but Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly says, don't hold your breath, folks. We're not going to see. Another, I don't think we're going to see another miracle on ice. Oh boy, that's bad. Uh, just a quick check to see if I missed anything. If I do, I apologize. Oh, last night Grizzlies over the Jazz, one hundred six ninety-five. Giants edge the Bengals, twenty-one twenty. Uh, Rockets did crush. Uh, 76ers 115 to 88. Pelicans as the Celtics 106 105. And oh yeah, we covered that other stuff last night. Um, I didn't read the um, how the NBA uh, talks were going because I couldn't find it on the NBA page. Uh, what page was that? Were, were you on? Uh, what? Uh, what when, game? Because uh, I go to ESPN for all my information. Where did you go uh, for yours? On what game? Uh, no, on the, you said with the uh, NBA finalizing uh, the deal for the CBA. Uh, I I got it from the SCORE mobile app. Oh, the SCORE. SCORE. Oh, okay. I should really check that one out. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I should I should do that because I forgot I keep forgetting about the score. I overlooked that. Yeah, it does everything. It gives yeah. scoring yeah. updates and headlines. It gives everything. Yeah. Isn't the, isn't the score from Canada? Oh, uh, soccer. No, the the score that that the site you're going isn't that from Canada? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I oh. Okay. Oh. Uh, one soccer note there. This is uh, for World Cup qualifying. Thesport.com. Yep. So probably probably not from Canada, but okay. Thesport.com. Okay. Um, I have a soccer note here as is World Cup qualifying, and Costa Rica just crushed the U.S. tonight for nothing. Oh boy, this is ugly. Um, I have another game of progress here as the Bulls are now leading. The Trailblazers now 86-63 as the fourth quarter just got underway. And I believe that's uh, all I have for tonight. I believe I'm done, so I'll just turn it right back over to you. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Episode 147 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on TalkShoe. I'll let you go for tonight. Um, We'll be back on the air Friday. Friday night at, uh, let, let me see, let me look at what time we got here. Let's see what games, what time each game starts. I'm going to the score mobile app right now. Eastern Michigan beat Rochester 78-63 in college basketball. Uh, Friday. We're, we're going to go on at 10.30. Okay. I was, just okay. A, I was just looking at the schedule myself. Yep. Okay, 10.30 is good. All right. All right. Well, on episode 148, Friday night at 10:30. But uh, along the way, it's Ed Smith and I will be on Spreaker tomorrow night and Thursday night for the weekly recap and the football and the mitten preview episodes 240 and 241 on Spreaker, the Michigan Sports Truth which is over from TalkShoe to Spreaker and then back to TalkShoe on Friday night. Until then, until those nights, until those times, for Lewis Tittle, I'm Taylor Phillips, TTFN, Tata for now, bon appetit. Good night, folks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.